Welcome, this is the Effective Challenge podcast. My name's Damien and this is where I discuss topics that are relevant to both individuals and teams and the content is aimed at things that you can practically do to improve your performance and as a result of that, the results you're able to achieve. I'm really interested in any comments you got around the content or perhaps topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Uh, Please drop me a line, it's Damien at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at EffectiveChallenge.com. Welcome to episode... 14, the latest Effective Challenge podcast. This is the uh, third episode of, of four where I'm looking at one of the models that I use uh, when working with people. The model is BEST, where BEST stands for our behaviours, the environment we operate in, the skills that we uh, have and use, and the final element which I'll be picking up uh, in the next episode is is the choices we make uh, for how we use our time. Uh, so the focus of this session uh, is all about skills. Before I get on to that, just a thank you to those people that reached out um, with comments and feedback from episode 13, where we looked at the environment that, that we operate, operate in and, and what we might do to... to enhance that environment to play to our strengths and perhaps mitigate some of our weaknesses how we can set ourselves up for uh, better chances of success Uh, and a couple of people um, followed uh, the exercise which which I suggested doing and did some analysis of their environment and and one case in particular kind of looked at some of the triggers that they have in their environment and, and thought a little bit about what triggers they could introduce and um, what existing things that were triggering some of the, the things they didn't want to see happen. Uh, how could they go about removing them? So, you know, if that's something that you feel could be a benefit to you, then then oh, take a listen as a, as a first place. Take a listen to episode 13. OK, so let's push on with today's episode, uh, looking at skills. Now, my experience of development uh, either with individuals or, or in many cases with teams skills is is the place that people first reach to when they think about performance and wanting to improve performance um, there's some really good reasons for that I guess one that really stands out is that very often skills in many cases are able you're able to assess them in quite a tangible way particularly uh, perhaps around some sort of technology skills, you know, proficiency around how you use software, etc. But, you know, one of the things that, that certainly I would categorise in, in the skills area is is some of the less tangible things, some of the communication skills, some of the interpersonal skills, some of our ability to, to manage our emotions. You know, I'd, I'd see that as a, a skill that with practice... Uh, and some effort we can 
certainly raise our awareness of of uh, management of emotions but also Im- improve our ability to do it particularly when we are under under a bit of pressure perhaps a bit of stress perhaps when stuff's happening a bit quicker than we'd rather we did have it happen you know very often um, our emotions can can get a bit raised and and having some some methods and some processes and tactics to to pull upon when you find yourself in that situation can be of uh, huge benefit chances of doing that in the moment without kind of working on it in advance certainly in my experience both personally and working with others is pretty limited so anything we can do up front is is certainly beneficial <clears throat> skills and where to begin of thinking which skill and which area would i like to to get better at um so making reference to the to the topic that i've already touched on in this episode um the stuff we covered in episode 13 around the environment we operate in very often that can be a place that highlights perhaps a need for us to invest a bit more time a bit more energy and effort into uh, improving skills so that might be some of the people we're interacting with perhaps it's the skill around um developing a decent plan perhaps it's the skill around you know some of those say some of the technology that we're using and, and perhaps not getting the best out of that or or more importantly perhaps it kind of taking more time and generating quite a bit of frustration the fact that we don't really know how to use um, perhaps some software that that we use as part of our role so you know if you're thinking about uh, development of skill and you're not sure where to begin looking around in your environment is is a pretty good place to start so once we've we've identified what skill we would like to uh, make some progress with um, one thing I again I observe and notice is that very often people quite quickly reach to some of the more formal methods of learning perhaps some formal course uh, perhaps um, you know that can be a short course or maybe some extended you know perhaps um, with a qualification at, at the end of it I yeah absolutely that they have a, a huge part to play in development of of our skills what I would say though is there's there's a lot of other options beyond the the formal elements and particularly with uh, the opportunities we have today to uh, via the internet to to kind of learn and uh, either um, by observing others perhaps through video on YouTube or, or just reaching out and interacting with other people that have a higher level of skill around a particular subject via various forums websites blogs etc etc um, they can be of real really uh, something that, that that's valid another option which I've seen work really well perhaps not appropriate for all things uh, but you know something that's definitely worth consideration is um, can you can you work alongside somebody um, can you shadow somebody for a period of time that that is at the next level that perhaps you want to reach to in terms of a particular skill um, sometimes you might need to do that from a voluntary basis so you might you know um, you might want to kind of offer to <coughs> excuse me to do this for free uh, but of course um, the, the gain that you're getting is is you're you're developing yourself and pushing yourself on onto the next level which hopefully enhances your performance but you know providing uh, you give yourself some time to uh, develop 
perhaps who you want to do that with, um, chances are there are there are plenty of options, or there are plenty of options out there where where you could be developing a skill, which yeah is is kind of just shadowing and observing. The the final element which I would draw out uh, as an option to consider beyond the formal is is really on the job, and uh, this is something that very often gets easily overlooked and people might actually be doing skills development but just not appreciating it um, so you know whilst the formal theoretical stuff has a big part to play um, that when complemented with doing something practical for real I think just pushes the whole thing to uh, a new level one team in particular that I've done some work with a while ago now, um, they were really keen to consider skills development as a team. And so we did some work around communications and how we could improve the level of communication with, within the team. So don't just think of skills from an individual point of view. It could be that you know, when you've done your environment audit as a team, there's some areas, you know, communication is, is a really common one. There are some areas that you could be making some progress and simply having a, you know, a really good discussion and drawing out of that discussion some practical things that you're going to do and experiment with and learn about um, to enhance the not only, I would imagine, your individual performance, but the team's overall performance. And that can come certainly from uh, a focus in on a particular skill. Um, throughout this <coughs> series of uh, four podcasts, I've been drawing on um, my... Uh, experience that I've been kind of working with over the, the last oh, couple of months now and um, we've got a few months well six months to go on it and that's a project that I'm working on to develop and uh, prepare myself for, for riding uh, a well certainly big for me a big uh, bike ride uh, in 2020 that's the uh, 2020 uh, Tour of Flanders and um, I thought I would uh, delve into something I was doing in September to just draw out the the skills element <coughs> um, of what I've been doing there to hopefully in, enhance what I'm able to achieve. Um, this particular one, uh, it's it's in the technology area um, and in particular some software that I've been using. Well, actually, I've been using this software on on and off for for a few years now, but but really uh, never dedicated any particular time and effort to to understand what the software was capable of uh, other than a particularly um, I guess rudimentary surface level and I think that's I wouldn't just consider myself uh, in isolation now I bet there's there's many of us that that perhaps use software packages that are full of functionality that we've we've never managed to dedicate enough time to, to learn about which if if we did would, would, would maybe um, really help our, our overall performance so in uh, September I decided I would I would deliberately dedicate some time to understand a bit more about this this software which I use as part of as part of my training is is done indoors and this software um, it's a product called Zwift um, those of you interested in cycling may be have, have heard of Zwift it, it, it's effectively uh, an software package that allows you to do and manage uh, indoor indoor training and it, you know, it's it's feature rich full of functionality as I say I, I've never managed to really experiment beyond the surface level and I guess the first thing to draw out there is what why have I never bothered to do that well 
it's pretty intuitive to get the basics up and running. Uh, so I've up until uh, now always felt that you know I, my time would be better invested in in using the software uh, to actually do some training rather than learning about it. And I guess that that's a part of all of us, isn't it? It's kind of like if we can get by, then that's good enough. And there's certainly a part to play in that. But if you want to really push your performance to the next level, chances are you're going to need to step back from the doing and do a little bit of learning. So that's what I did. I dedicated some time. I set a few goals, uh, specific goals of and outcomes I wanted to achieve. So I wanted to know a little bit more about how this software could control how difficult it was for me to ride. Um, there's quite a lot of graphics within the software um, and I never really understood what a lot of those meant. And so that that I was doing more out of curiosity, perhaps, than, than any performance enhancement. But again, just, just interesting to know. And, you know, uh, I guess highlighting the point about the balance between informal and formal learning, that, that as far as I'm aware, there really isn't any formal learning for Zwift. Um, so I was, I was definitely in the category of, of informal. And, you know, no surprises uh you know a short bit of a search on the internet um certainly on youtube there, there's a bunch of two tutorials on there from the kind of you know, really rudimentary how to get yourself going through to some of the more uh, advanced features and you know those some of those are a bit hit and miss uh and that that's worth bearing in mind um just because it's there doesn't mean to say it's going to be any good um but there's plenty so so, you know, if, if something's not kind of appealing to you or you know, in my case, in, to me and my kind of particular learning style, just don't invest too much time in it. Move on, you know, put that one down and, and pick up another. I also <coughs> read a bunch of uh, blogs and forums uh, around the, the software, which was useful. And also there's the actual software itself and that's some OK-ish help files. Um, not brilliant, actually. Um, but, you know, t suffice to say, uh, for the time I was going to dedicate to this, uh, I had more than enough uh, learning material to occupy myself. And uh, pretty quickly, I was able to answer all of my questions. Uh, so I was in a pretty good place to, to achieve the, the kind of goals and outcomes I was looking for. But I was I was equipped only with the theory at that point. And so this is one of the, the things I would draw out about skill. I've already mentioned it. You know, you really just having the theories is simply not enough. You've got to combine that with the practical. So I um, took, took the software uh, and rather than dedicating a training session, uh, I dedicated, well, not physical training session at the very least, I dedicated the training session to exploring the, the features and experimenting with them. Uh, and as a result of that, um, I come up with a few more questions, which you know, didn't take long to answer. Uh, and I have to say, um, dramatically, one feature in particular has uh, dramatically enhanced my my experience. And and I hope, you know, time will tell on this one. I hope that it will uh, enhance my my things I can get out of, of using the software moving forward. Now, I guess. You know, as I said earlier, I'm not alone in using software or um, you know, computer systems where you know I've probably you know I've not 
dedicated as much time as I probably could to, to learning about it. Uh, and you know, maybe if if you're kind of thinking about your development and putting in some development objectives, you're being clear about what it is you want to achieve and um, dedicating that that specific time and and kind of moving forward is is probably going to be time well invested so i'm only using that as an illustrative example that could equally have been around you know some of the less tangible some of that that you know how to manage emotion type stuff but the principles would be the same so just to to recap you know being clear about what it is you're looking to achieve um dedicating um specific time to step back and in you know almost for me enjoy the learning so you know, create some space to do it and have a range of options about you know how you're going to go about that learning and then the final point is you know whatever you're learning in theory you know that's that's kind of level one as far as I'm concerned you've, you really do need to take that to level two and you know take the theory and put it into practice that's all I'm going to say around skill um, probably one of the shorter elements of the best model um, as as always with this stuff, you know, if, if anything I'm saying there has resonated, I'm really uh, keen to hear about that. Equally, if anything I'm saying there that you're kind of not so sure about, I'm super keen to hear about that. Or any other comments that you might have more generally, please drop me a line. It's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N at EffectiveChallenge.com. Please subscribe to the podcast. It's available through all the uh, major podcast platforms. And, and also, if you think this may be of benefit to, to others, please, um, I'd be super grateful if you could recommend it. Uh, please pass the pod, I think is the phrase that people use. Uh, and final point, you know, I, I do a range of work with uh, individuals um, and teams uh, looking to effectively enhance their performance covering many of the topics uh, that we've covered uh, in the podcast to date uh, and you know obviously when working with people directly we go into a lot more depth get really into the detail of what of what they're looking to achieve uh, if that could be of benefit to you uh, just the same email address please uh, drop me a line it's uh, damien d-a-m-i-a-n effectivechallenge.com and uh, it'd be really good to uh, start a conversation if if that could be of benefit that's it for this episode uh please uh stay well